Hey, this is Flynn bringing you another episode of Pack One Pick One, a Yu-Gi-Oh themed podcast. And yeah, it's been a little while since I've made an episode. Uh, I was just super busy. And um, hopefully I can get back on track with making at least one or two episodes a week. Um, hopefully shooting for, you know, at least two episodes. Uh, yeah, lots changed, though, with the Magic World. Uh, since I made an episode, Rivals of Ixalan is now a draftable format. Um, and I'm going to be talking about that this episode. Uh, some initial first impressions on that, what the draft format is like. Um, how I've done with it, stuff like that, uh, going to crack a pack of Rivals of Ixalan as well, and also, uh, there's some news on the new Masters 25 set that's coming out. We've already had three spoilers for it as of the time, um, airing this podcast. Yeah, um, but I guess I'll get right into that. So... Uh, if you haven't heard of it, there's a new Masters set coming out, not for Modern Masters or Eternal formats, but celebrating all 25 years of Magic's history, and they're going to include at least one card from each of the major expansions in it, and they've already revealed a few of these cards. Um, so, for the Mythic Rares, they've revealed Jace the Mind Sculptor, and Phyrexian Obliterator, which got revealed today, and they've also revealed Azusa, Lost but seeking at rare, so some pretty exciting reprints so far. Um, can't wait to see what else they're going to put in there. I'm hoping for Scape Shift because it's somehow evaded being reprinted in a bunch of master sets and commander products so far. And I would love to see that not be a 50 plus dollar card, it's kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Okay, um, yeah, so let's get into Rivals Vixelon talk, uh, the fun set, but. Before I do that, I do want to invite you to like, rate, share, subscribe to this podcast. And if you feel like it, you can donate to me directly by sending me, um, you know, send me an email with, you know, however many hundreds or thousands of dollars you want to donate to this podcast so that I can buy cool things to open, like uh, beta packs. Tide Pods, and more. Um, yep, so the email for this podcast should be in the description for it. And as always, uh, if there's anything that you listeners want to hear more of, want me to do differently, uh, feel free to mention it. Yeah. Okay, but back to Rivals of Ixalan. So I've done a handful of drafts so far with this format, and... So far, I tend to favor playing blue-green Merfolk in it, just like I did in Triple Ixalan uh, draft. I think that overall, it's a very strong archetype. It has great evasion, it's very fast, and with so many hexproof creatures, it dodges most of the removal in the format. Um, it has great synergies to common and uncommon. I believe in both drafts, I did... Uh, playing blue-green merfolk so far. I had no rares in my deck, and I still um, won every single round, just because the power level for the non-rares and mythics, in this archetype at least, is very high. And the synergies flow together so well that you don't even need one of those bombs to do amazing. 
Um, so that's why I tend to favor it as well. I uh, will probably keep playing it for a while just because it's a lot of fun. You're not as dependent on your rares and mythics. And yeah, it's a great fast archetype. Uh, okay, I've also played Black White Vampires as well. I tried doing that once I'd gotten past um, the one white, two, uh, the two white, one colorless board wipe from Iris of Ixalan. And it's a fun archetype too. It's very aggressive. It also has good synergy at common and uncommon. I did never play that during triple Ixalan drafts, so I can't comment too much on how I feel that that's changed uh, for better or worse, but it was a fun archetype, um, and it's something I would be comfortable falling back on if need be. Overall, uh, I think it's a, still a very good draft format. Um, time will tell, you know, as I play it more, how I'll feel about it towards the end of its cycle. But still happy to draft it. Um, I'm still going to keep probably trying the same types of decks I'm used to now that I've found one that I like. But hopefully I'll branch out at some point with it. And that kind of leads me into one point that I would like to make about drafting that I'm sure a lot of pros would disagree on. But I think it is really valid. And that's you shouldn't be afraid to draft archetypes that you're comfortable with. And that it's not always a bad idea to force something just because you may um, not open a bomb rare for your preferred archetype doesn't mean you shouldn't try and go for it, especially at like a local game store level um, or something like that or FNM or whatever, just because you're not probably playing with pros, so you have a little more leeway um, usually. You know, people will be around more your skill level. Um, and it gives you the advantage of you already being familiar with what cards your deck needs and when you feel like you can pick them up in the draft. So if you go in already with a game plan, then that can put you an advantage over someone that is just going to fly by the seat of their pants and see what happens with what they take. So that's something that I think is a reasonable thing to do. Um, and I do that with many draft formats. So I've had good success with it so far at like a LGS level. So it's not something that should be written off. Yeah, uh, well, without any further ado, I'm just going to crack open the Swabbers of Ixalan pack, though. Been just tossing this between my hands. It's actually one of the prize packs that I had gotten from a Rivals draft a week ago. So I now have a great excuse to open this up and see what bulk rare is inside. Okay, let's do this. So I'm just going to briefly read each card description. Suncrested Pterodon, four colorless, one white for a dinosaur. It's a 2-5 with flying and it has vigilance as long as you control another dinosaur. I think, um, you know, if people want to play that blue-white deck, uh, flying deck, it's okay. I wouldn't take it, though. I think it's too slow. River Darter. Two colorless and a blue for a 2-3 Merfolk, and it cannot be blocked by dinosaurs, which is an okay card. Just like an extra card in your Merfolk deck. Definitely not first pickable, though. That'll wheel for sure. 
Uh, Goblin Trailblazer, one colorless and a red for a 2-1 Goblin Pirate with Menace. And that's a fine card, especially if you're going with a very aggressive pirate deck. And I would take that over the other two that I've shown so far. Even if I don't tend to play the pirate's deck. Moment of Craving, one colorless and a black for an instant. Target creature gets minus two, minus two. Until end of turn, you gain two life. It's fine for a vampire deck, fine for even black-red or black-blue. It's yeah, perfectly reasonable removal in this format. There's a lot of creatures with two toughness, like this one. Orazka Thrillback, two colorless and a green for a 4-2 dinosaur. Exultant Skymarcher, one colorless, two white for a 2-3 vampire soldier with flying. Yeah, totally fine card in a vampire deck. Flying is great in this format. There's not much reach. Flyers definitely get there. The next card is Buccaneer's Bravado. One colorless and red for an instant. You choose one. Target creature gets plus one plus one and gains first strike until end of turn. Target pirate gets plus one plus one and gains double strike until end of turn. So, this is an example of a card that I wish Ixalan had a little more, where it really does reward you more for going with a certain archetype. Uh, in that format, basically the only reward that you really had with most archetypes for going into it was you just don't get your ass handed to you in draft. Um, whereas this not only rewards you for having more consistent deck, but you actually get payoffs specific to like vampires or merfolk or dinosaurs or pirates. And I think that's very good, and I really wish they'd done that sooner with Triple Ixalan, but uh, it definitely makes for a better draft format, and it feels more rewarding for going with whatever deck you want to go with. Shatter. One colorless and red for an instant. Destroy target artifact. It's totally unplayable. Sideboard at best. Water Knot. One colorless, two blue, for an aura, enchant creature. When it enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. Enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. Fine card. Kind of slow for three mana, but it gets the job done. I'd play it in Marfolk as one of the extra cards. Gleaming Barrier, two colorless, for a zero-four with Defender. When it dies, create a colorless treasure artifact token with Tap, sacrifice this artifact. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Okay, here we go. It's time for the uncommons. Woo! And the first one is Atzokan Seer. Atzokan Seer. One colorless, green, white, 2-3, human druid. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. You can sacrifice it. Return target dinosaur from your graveyard to your hand. I think that's a fine card, especially if you're going in Dino deck. You're going to want this one first out of anything else so far. Highland Lake. It's a land that enters the battlefield tapped, and you can add either blue or red to your mana pool. The last uncommon, Daring Buccaneer. One red for a 2-2. is an additional cost to cast it. Reveal a pirate from your hand, or pay two colorless which is part of a cycle of cards in the set, including Silver Galadupt. I think this is a totally fine card, especially if you're going with pirates. Um, 
So, great uncommon so far for that in dinosaurs. Let's see what the rare is. Ooh, it is World Shaper. Three colorless and a green for a 3-3 Merfolk Shaman. Whenever it attacks, you may put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. When World Shaper dies, put all land cards from your graveyard onto the battlefield tapped. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great card. And there's someone that highly favors Merfolk in this format. First pick it for me. And that's it for the pack. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And I'm going to have another episode hopefully very soon. And I will be bringing guests on. I've mentioned it before. And hopefully I can stop being a liar and actually get people to come on here. I know that all the top pros like Marshall, LSV, um, they won't return my phone calls or any of the postcards I send them on a daily basis. So I'm still just going to bring in local players for this. But it should be a lot of fun, and I will be cracking better packs too, like Iconic Masters with them. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I'll also be doing different episodes soon too on, like, bombs and formats, more opinions on other formats besides Draft and Limited, because this podcast doesn't just focus on that, even though it has so far. Um, so I've gotten everything in the setup. So thank you for listening, and expect another episode soon.